So, hello everyone. Welcome back to Meerkat Musings podcast with your host, Ben, of course, obviously. Um, so, I'm going to weigh in a little bit on something that's been happening on Twitter lately. If you're a Star Trek fan uh, and you're, uh, I guess, following that particular, shall we say, um, fandom, then you may be familiar with... Uh, a tweet that was made regarding uh, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, and the and the gist of it basically was uh, that the individual who made the tweet uh, wished that Nimoy was alive and that Shatner was dead, um, and not unsurprisingly, of course, this has produced a pretty passionate, shall we say, backlash, and. I wanted to kind of weigh in, I suppose, with uh, with my two cents. I've already done that on Twitter, but I thought I'll put this on the website to perhaps explore it in more detail because Twitter, with the best will in the world, is not always the best environment for that type of conversation. So, firstly, the I suppose the situation is... Uh, it's alleged that Shatner, and I, I can't speak for or against this because I actually did do some digging. I couldn't find anything that was concrete regarding this. Um, it's been said that William Shatner has been uh, perhaps uh, in the past somewhat um, bigoted in in one way, shape or form. And you contrast this perhaps with some of the other members of the original Star Trek cast and other members of the Star Trek family and his behaviour would perhaps seem to be at odds somewhat with the philosophies of the show that he fronted. So uh, there's perhaps mixed feelings, shall we say, within the fandom uh, about William Shatner. You you can't deny that in his role as Kirk uh, he was iconic and character of Kirk was was a great character. It's important to separate the character from the actor. They are not the same people, obviously. Although I think, think some people lose sight of that sometimes. Uh, to wish him dead, that is an extreme situation. Uh, it's not the same thing I would hasten to add as a death threat. So isn't this, this tweet's being portrayed as a death threat and it's not a death threat. Uh, it's important to make sure that distinction is drawn very, very clearly because some people are blowing the lines, uh, as it were. It's not a death threat. It's not a nice thing to do. And to wish someone dead is pretty extreme, uh, as I say. I mean, I was thinking about it, and on a personal level, it's very hard for me personally to imagine a situation where I would actually wish someone to be dead. Uh, you know, to, to wish that much against them that I wish they were no longer part of this world. There are very few, I think, situations and scenarios that could unfold that would lead to me to think that about anyone. Uh, and I pray to God those scenarios never, ever arise. Uh, because there are there are a few of them out there that could make me think that, uh, but they're not scenarios I want to contemplate for any reason. So it is a pretty extreme length to go to uh, in that regard. And given the passion of the Star Trek fan base, given 
how much William Shatner is admired, uh, rightly or wrongly, he is extremely admired within the fandom. To issue that kind of a statement is always going to lead to a big backlash uh, against the person who, who made those remarks. The extent, I suppose, of that backlash, you kind of wonder if things uh, you know, tip too far the other way a little bit, maybe. Uh, if they push a little bit too hard from you know, one extreme to the other. And, well... You know, I didn't see this unfold in real time, so I don't know how in how much detail I can really pass comment. What I said on Twitter, I think, stands to be true. This is the sort of thing... Bear in mind that the Star Trek fan base is kind of, to a certain degree, divided anyway on one or two points at the moment, especially regarding Star Trek Discovery. The last thing that uh, that we need is for anyone to find an excuse or a reason to deepen those divisions. Uh, you know, there's, there's... We don't want to be providing fuel to the fire for people that are acting as... Uh, I've spoken before on the website about gatekeepers. I've spoken about something on YouTube as well. We don't want to give them ammunition uh, because they will seize upon anything regarding what they consider to be the behaviour of Discovery fans and other Star Trek fans to further their own agenda and we don't want to give them any fuel for their fire that's a mistake uh, at the end of the day that's not going to help I think other fans in one way shape or form because the Star Trek fan base you know as I say has gone through something of a divisive time the the issue being that there were some fans out there who argue very passionately and sometimes quite nastily, uh, that Star Trek Discovery is not really part of Star Trek, and that, uh, therefore, the implication of that is that you're not really a fan of it if you're a fan of Discovery. Some of them come right out and say that. You're not really a Star Trek fan if you're a Discovery fan. Uh, and they can be quite poisonous in their behaviour and their attitude about that kind of thing. And then, you know, if anyone makes these comments about Shatner in the way that they have... Uh, and they happen to be a Discovery fan. And to be fair, I don't know whether this person is a Discovery fan or not, but um, it's the sort of thing that you know, these gatekeeping um, fans will seize upon gleefully to suggest that, oh, this is a very good example of why they're not really fans and so on and so forth. Um, and they won't see the wood for the trees, of course, because blanket assertions, stereotypes, if you will, are the way in which uh, these gatekeepers like to operate. And they can't be given ammunition like this because it will just deepen the divides still further um, as it happens. And the, and the flip side of this as well is that it's important to remember, and I think sometimes certain quarters lose sight of this, at the end of the day, people are allowed to dislike Star Trek Discovery. They're allowed to criticise Star Trek Discovery uh, you know, that is the sort of thing which is acceptable. You know, it has to be. You know, at the end of the day, if we want to be able to criticise something, we should be allowed to. Um, there's a distinction between criticising the show and attacking its fans. You know, you can, you can criticise the show all day long, but there also is some certain 
you know, facts which remain true regardless of what you personally feel about any given show. The fact of the matter is, as per the studio and the producers, Star Trek Discovery, its prime timeline, its canon in that timeline, that's it, end of discussion. If you want to use a different yardstick for personal reasons, you're welcome to. It doesn't change the actual facts of the situation. Uh, and so when people start tying up various kind of knots regarding canon and timelines and they come up with some very convoluted um, reasoning as to why Discovery isn't really canon, pay that no mind because at the end of the day they're just trying to find a way to justify their opinion as being more than an opinion. That's all it is. Their opinions are not facts. The facts are, as per the studio, Discovery, as I say, prime timeline, prime, uh, prime timeline and it's canon. End of discussion. Uh, there's no there's no wriggle room with that. Anything else is purely opinion, no matter how convoluted and complicated the explanations get. But, as I say, that doesn't mean Discovery can't be criticised. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's fine. I mean, you need to be careful as well not to jump on the bandwagon of assuming that criticism of the show means criticism of the... Um, of the ideals, shall we say, because Discovery has, after all, has a black female lead. It has a an interracial same-sex uh, couple in there as well. Uh, it's quite a multi-ethnic show, which is rather typical of Star Trek. And people who are criticising Discovery for, you know, be it the acting, be it the stories, whatever it might be, it's important to remember they're not actually acting out of things like racism or homophobia. They're simply offering up an opinion about the show. And it's important to remember that not every person who criticises Discovery will be doing so along the lines of race, gender, etc., etc. Um, some people do attack the show for those reasons, but not all of them. Uh, and so if you're inclined to say, oh, well, they've criticised Discovery, they must be a closet racist or something like that, it's up to you to justify uh, that assumption. And if you can't, then you shouldn't really be making that kind of assumption in the first place. So, yeah, these things have kind of been needling the fan base uh, for a while now. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm... A, a staunch supporter of Star Trek Discovery. I uh, feel it's very much part of the Star Trek family and I've defended the show from what I feel are people that are simply trolling Discovery fans for the sake of it. But like I say, there has to be a distinction drawn between criticism and, and attacking, as it were. There has to be a line somewhere with that but anyway uh, back to I suppose the main thrust of this episode so main thrust as I say it's concerning the comments and remarks made about William Shatner like I say I haven't personally been able to, to track down any of these comments and remarks that are kind of definitive in terms of um, bigotry on the part of William Shatner. And that's not to say those remarks don't exist, because they may well do. All I'm saying is I personally 
uh, on the basis of a quick Google search, couldn't find anything. I'm not denying that he may have made such remarks. There are hints to it um, via the search that I did, but you know, it's not something that I can kind of nail down and say this is the, the f definitive article, as it were. Uh, irrespective of whether or not he has made such comments, as I say, when you publicly put on a medium like Twitter, which you know is is swarming with people who will gleefully misrepresent almost anything and everything that you have to say if it suits them, then you are running the risk of uh, becoming the subject of, I don't want to use the word witch hunt, but it's the only word I can think of which really fits. Uh, you run the risk of coming under some serious flack for those remarks. Because as I say, on Twitter, people will gladly and gleefully twist almost anything and everything that you have to say. And it's not a great medium for a robust conversation about pretty much anything. Uh, because it's you know a very quick, snappy set of conversations. There's only so many characters, of course, to use. Things can easily be accidentally misinterpreted. Uh, and the whole thing can spiral off into a very bad direction very, very quickly. And also, I think there's a genuine situation where people talk past each other, which I actually, uh, I think I wrote about that on my website. Uh, we are all too keen to to try and almost deliberately not see what the other person is saying if it threatens to contradict our worldview or make us rethink things slightly. Uh, so we tend to talk at each other rather than to each other, and we talk past each other uh, a lot as well, which isn't always a great thing. And unfortunately, Twitter, the nature of Twitter, just happens to encourage that style of conversation as well. It makes it very easy for conversations to be very one-directional on the part of both parties. So that's why when you make tweets along the lines of, I wish William Shatner was dead, it can be taken and twisted and it can be you know, uh, reformed, as it were, in many different ways by many different people. And it can lead to a real storm shall we say so I don't think it was the smartest move uh, as it were on the part of the person who made the tweet uh, I don't know subsequently what else may have been said uh, as it were but bottom line is you know if indeed William Shatner is perhaps someone who harbours some rather so we say backward views then it would be up to, I think, us as fans of the show, fans of a show which has always been about uh, being uh, progressive, shall we say, about being for equality, to, to educate him on that subject. You know, there's, there's, there's things which we can perhaps do to shape and guide his views on those subjects maybe turn things around a little bit shall we say because as i say to wish someone dead is is a 
was a bold, uh, shall we say, declaration and not a pleasant thing to wish upon pretty much anyone. I mean, as I say, there were a few people in certain circumstances, certain types of people in certain circumstances where I might say the same thing myself, but as I say, those circumstances are very, you know, they're circumstances I don't even want to contemplate and I'm not going to go into detail, but you have to, you'd have to push my buttons a long way to reach that point. And to be fair, you know, all of us, we react to different things in different ways. One person's calm and soothing situation might be someone else's very stressful situation. So that's something to bear in mind as well. Uh, one person finds to be hurtful, someone else might shrug off. It doesn't mean that first person didn't find those comments to be hurtful. All these things are relative, so they always have been. There are degrees to which different people are affected by different things. And that's something to bear in mind going forward. This is why I think we sometimes have to be careful and mindful in our conversations about the language we use and the postures we take. Because some people will find these things to be more hurtful and insulting than others. And some people, as I said before, will seize upon any opportunity to misrepresent what someone else has said for their own agendas, uh, which happens quite a lot, uh, especially at the moment within the Star Trek fandom. So we have to be, I suppose, mindful of what we want to try and achieve when we're putting things out there on social media. You know, it has a lot of power to reach a lot of people, which can also mean, of course, those people are not necessarily going to share our views and some of them might aggressively come after us and some of them might be genuinely offended by what's been said. Uh, it all can you know, sort of snowball out of control because of one comment made somewhere that very, very quickly then sort of spreads halfway around the world and riles people up. So, as I say, the bottom line is I think we have to be mindful of what we're putting out there because in the end people will seize upon anything we have to say for any reason anyway I've kind of rambled on too long now regarding what ultimately feels like quite a boring tweet I suppose a tweet the tweet itself wasn't boring uh, it's too early in the morning for me I've rambled on about this subject long enough uh, so I'm going to cut it off there I'm still feeling my way through what I think about all this actually so there may be an update to this. This isn't necessarily the, the final view that I have on the subject, as I say, because it's, it's an evolving situation for me personally uh, regarding what I feel and think about this subject. So there may be more. It may end up on the website. It may end up on Twitter. But there may be more to this that I have to say. <laughs>